I wouldn't say that. Um, I don't know. You know, I just I didn't I didn't really recognize my team the first ten minutes of the game. You know, um, thought we came out a little little slow, a little timid. Um, get those guys credit. They kind of jumped on us early. You know, the, the game plan. We I thought we had a good game plan. Um, I don't know. You know, we just they was a better team today. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. Shaheen Holloway, the uh, head coach there for now of St. Peter's. What a run for him. Well, you know, we didn't talk much about the game Friday, Aaron, when they won, when they when they got, they beat, they beat Perdon. They knocked out Purdue on Friday. I thought Sheen Holloway's coaching throughout the tournament was incredible. Like, he elevated them so much, and it sounds now like he's on his way to go coach at Seton Hall, his alma mater, which Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Kevin Willard left Seton Hall to go to Maryland, opening at Seton Hall. It feels like that's going to be announced, you know, within minutes here. So I went out on Friday, and everyone was talking about it at the bar. Can you believe it? The St. Peter's, the Peacocks, like, and I was like, yeah, I was on the Peacocks. They're like, what? I'm like, what do you think I do in the morning? Like, if you talk about sports for three hours a day, like you would have known that there was a chance and that it was National Peacock Day. Of course you <laughs> we were know. on it. We were on it. Um, but yeah, incredible run. I saw that um the soundbite you just played. Uh Shaheen Holloway was like, I wish you know we could have played that game over. You know, there's a couple of things I would have done differently, but such a run. I saw this funny tweet also that like people will never look at the peacock emoji the same now after that St. Peter's run. Oh, you can't know because you just think of them, right? You'll think of what they accomplished and, and going to an elite eight is a 15 seed. Uh it, it is crazier. Um, okay, how about this on the on the final four ticket prices here? Aaron, this is this is insane. Prior to the game against Arkansas, cheapest semifinal ticket, uh $175 range. Now, after the Blue Devils, you know, after Duke won. The cheapest ticket is up to $475. To sit in the lower bowl, it's going to be $3,500. Half court, anywhere between uh, $8,500 and $15,000. There's no chance I'm paying that much to watch a college basketball game. Who are these people? Yeah, that's a no for me. Absolute no. That's crazy. That's like Super Bowl prices for the last Super Bowl when people were talking about that being high. I mean, I guess some of these alums, they must be making that money to be able to do that. But I would rather just sit on my couch and watch it on TV. Yeah. Well, it's, it's coach K's last ride, right? Like it's like, I, I, that's why this is up. It's Duke. It's the Duke. It's the Duke effect, right? If this was Arkansas in there, there's no chance. I mean, no no one would be spending anywhere close to this. So that, that's that's going to be a very, very expensive ticket uh, to get into the Final Four. And I, it, it probably goes up. Wouldn't you imagine the next week it goes up? Secondary market out there. People buy it up. Duke alum that, that have, have the means. They're going to go buy these tickets up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just don't see the uh... – the appeal but i didn't go to duke so i could care less <laughs> i wouldn't so i would rather use that money for a vacation or something like that me so too i'm looking at joe o's survivor pool which of course the three of us took yukon me you and paul took yukon in round one so we've been out of this from the beginning well you had a sad. second entry how, how you had two entries is that right yeah mm-hmm. and the second oh. day i went with uh seton hall in an eight okay. nine which 
based on how the standings played out, was the right theory. I just went with the wrong team because the other thing I was considering was going against Joe O head to head with Miami. And so everyone ended up getting these 10 points with Miami throughout the week. I think this is all but over. Um, I guess the interesting part is, so the guy who's in first place with 45 points, second place has 42. So there's no, everyone's used North Carolina. So there's no big points left on the board. It's all one or two points. Right. So he has a three point lead. So the worst he can do, the guy in first place is tie, but he only has Kansas left. So he has to play Kansas in the final four. So if the other, oh, you know what? Second place can win. If he takes Nova, he has to take Nova, right? Because he has Nova and Duke left. So actually, yeah. So, but he's still three points behind. So we'd have to get clarification from Joe on Wednesday. If he takes, let's say Nova wins. Either way, he needs a Nova win. Right. Yeah. Yes. Even if he takes Duke. Because the other guy can take Kansas, but the other guy's going to have no one left for the championship game. So I wonder if if the guy in second place, even though he'll never catch him on points, if he takes Duke and Duke wins, and, and the, other, the guy in first place, right? If the guy take in first place takes Kansas, even He's if Kansas nothing. wins, he has nothing left. He has nothing left. I wonder how that would work. I feel like you if know, you run through it the whole way. With I don't know how it works. I don't know that like, but if you run, if you go ten for ten, if you run through it the whole way, you shouldn't win. you win? If if someone else can't get through the whole thing, I think so. I think it's um, you know longevity over points, right? I think that, so, I th- and we asked him about that early. I think that's how it would work. Well, I think it's Kate whoever Yilmer makes goes the distance. Ah. Not oh. see him. See our guy Reed. I see some picks that came in after, like someone lost, and then they had. Is that? Do you think that's who they put the picks in the day before? Like it just it saved it because it should oh. be. It should. You see what I mean? Like they lost pick number seven and one pick number eight. Yeah, they must have pre-filled it out. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point? Um, he's tied with Reed, Kay Hilmer said. Oh, okay, I see him. Um, he's not under that same name, but so there is a person who took St. Peter's instead of using North Carolina yesterday. They had 37 points, they're out. They would have been in if they just took Carolina, and I believe they'd be tied for first place with points. But you know what? They'd be they would have had. Because they have no one left. They'd, they'd have no one left. Mm. For a minute, I was beside myself. <laughs> it was fun to watch this play out. I, I, Paul, I agree with you, or at least I think we're on the same page. It, if you go through the whole way, you should win. If some, yeah. like if you're the last person standing in the last round, you have a pick in, and that pick wins. You, you should be the champion here. And then just revisionist history, because of course, even if I didn't go with Miami, if I went with the same safe. Uh, play like Houston, which was my original thing. I think I'd be right in the mix. Is your brother had... still alive? Nah, he had Loyola. He he died early. Um, oh no! If I had, you know, because I did the Memphis thing, so that was nine. Cougars would be five. Arkansas Tech 
Nova all kind of makes sense. Miami would have been at least there, but I mean, it's stupid to play it out because I was dead on day two. But uh, but thinking more like future strategy, it makes sense to kind of try and go with uh, someone that nine to eleven range, and then if you can get away, you don't necessarily have to go back to back like eleven double digits sort of thing. I guess is my so. Opinion. So can Reed our guy Reed Wallach still win? I don't think so. Uh, he has two three. He's got Duke left, so he's only got one team left, and he's 13 points back, so I think he's dead. And our guy, Kay Helmers, I unfortunately think the same is true. He's only got so, Nova left. So let's say Duke wins and gets to the next round. Reed is through nine. Couldn't the yeah. first two people lose this next round? No, because the first guy only has Kansas left. Oh, so if he loses Kansas... But then Reed has no one left. Right. So, so, the po- first- so the points would be the. Oh, yeah. I wonder, like, you got through nine, but you have no one left for 10. Does that trump losing in the ninth round? We need the commish back. I know. He, he's running this thing. We're flying blind here trying to figure this out. It, it definitely was a fun. At the water park right now with this kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are we doing right now? Water park. I want to see Joe O go down a slide at the water. He's on the lazy, the lazy river thing. Oh yeah, shades on. Asking everyone <laughs> to leave him alone. Wait, you guys really think Joe O would go to a water park of his own volition? Well, no, he's there with his kids, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I see Joe like sleeveless shirt kind of thing. Oh, like I see Joe arms. <laughs> I, I see Joe just like purpling with rage at a water park. I see him embracing his inner child, and he's going uh, down you know, a big old. Maybe I'm just projecting right my own feelings about a you, water park. You might be right. He's getting splashed by kids and stuff. Water parks are unequivocally one of the worst places ever. Uh, I, I mean, just it's can't been a minute since imagine the one, amount but... of like children peeing in the water that just makes me just like, the amount of children. Just think of the amount of children. Well, that's what they're for, Jake. They're for adults. <laughs> An adult water park would be wild. Oh my goodness. BetQL Daily Show Trip. What are these people doing here? BetQL Daily Live from the water park. We just get splashed by kids the entire time. You have water parks. Did you guys hear the story about St. Peter's? How they have a pool on their campus that is a public pool, and you like families in the community pay to go there, and it like funds part of St. Peter's campus. I mean, I've seen their gym. I'm honestly some kind of surprised they have a pool because I've seen the gym. But yeah. well, it's not their pool; it's the public pool oh, on the weekends. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> let me do my laps while them the kids play. Like, how did this happen? I, I saw the story. Was it Friday night? So it came out like their first game this year. There were like 434 people, and they're you know they're in Philadelphia with 20,000 people cheering for them. Like, how, how did this story even happen? How did they get here? My my roommate told me a story. They had a game at like 4 a.m. just so they could get on TV. Wow. I don't know how they beat Purdue. Like, I I mean, I, we all kind of don't, well, it's don't look actually, it. it's Purdue. It's Purdue. Service yeah, never level. mind. <laughs> I, I take it all back. But like, I just, this game was supposed to have already happened. And so like when it finally did, it wasn't a surprise. It was just a surprise. It didn't happen sooner. But kind of what you guys were talking about, like, I think Aaron, you were saying like the rest, or maybe it was Joe G, the rest weren't going to let it come down to the wire. They were on that from the beginning, like that block call, kid clean right. block. They call a foul, and after that, it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there was a specific way St. Peter's had to stay in that game yesterday. It had to be close since a halftime. It was up to twenty for twenty points at one point in the first half. I was like, oh, and so yeah, it's then I come back from that. Yeah. 
So, so we think this is over. We think the person in, in front probably wins this thing. But yeah, it's, so I'm, I'm just looking at the strategy that people took. Early on, it's all over the place. Like they're, they're really, I guess the Michigan play that Joe had early is, is probably the, what's going to put this person over the top if it's a tie. Yeah. I think 11 it's got points. A, I think you need to go somewhere in that nine to, I guess the seven, you know, second place guy's got seven and he might pull it out at the end. But I think that's about the least amount of points you can get. Between the first two rounds, I think you got to do something close to double digits. How many are still alive? What's the total? About 12, I think. Yeah. 12. Sure, it looks like our guy Mike Shope finished in like 11th. Oh, he's, he had the points too, but Houston let him down. Wow, he had 45 points. So he's tied for the most points, but he's done because he's done. You know what I noticed just looking at the seedings of what people took? It's very chalky. There's only only a few people who use St. Peter's at all. So that is what Joe O said in the beginning. It was all chalk last year when we were talking about strategy. I mean, I get it, right? I mean, to to take an underdog to win outright, the survivor pool, why would you do that? It's very risky. I mean, I could see it in the beginning. If you have two um, entries, it would be a good play. Like, UConn was a chalky pick, but it was a big old swing and a miss. I I thought it was a great pick. and. I did until all three of us said it said it at the same time, and then I I knew it was you over. changed. I didn't. No, I, I was like, well, like I, I oh, said Arizona, on the show, I got to write it out. Let me change my submission. Uh, the, the group think was not great. I feel like I've been watching this great game from the sidelines. Like we're not allowed off the bench. We we, no. <laughs> we were out of the first round of this thing. I know. Talk. I mean, I might as well have taking lakers 180 to one i just lit my 50 dollars on fire for this survivor pool <laughs> so i'm looking down the list now of, of the people that went out in round one a lot of connecticut's a lot of iowa's and a lot of kentucky's st peter's ruined the ruined people in this i'm sure there were some purdue's a couple nights ago right you felt like it was probably a free square like purdue Oh, they gotta beat yeah, St. Peter's. That was the most it was the most popular pick. I wonder it's funny because Joe and I were talking. He was like, I don't think I could do it, like take Purdue because everyone's gonna be on it. Right. I, I mean, it's great for me to say I wouldn't have, but I you know, I took uh I would have taken Murray State, I think. I would like with a nine points on the line, eight points. Yeah. You know what reminded me? I remember last year during the NFL season when those lines would move on Fridays with quarterback injuries. We were like, oh, free square, it's free uh square. Cooper Rush or Colt McCoy, and it it didn't go that way most times. Not so free. No, it's, it's not. And it, it was it felt the same way. It's like, oh yeah, this is easy. This is a win. And then it wasn't that. All right, we got to have our lightning bets coming up on the other side. Our best plays for tonight: Joe G. Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network.